Hey, what's going on? It's Coach Johnny back with another episode of the Performance Plus podcast. Uh, today, I am joined by Coach Pamela Gagnon. Is that you like to be coach? How do you like people to address you? Yeah, Pamela's good. Pamela? Okay. I'm joined by Pamela. Uh, today, we are going to talk about uh, the CrossFit Games and some standards that you need to be able to achieve um, in gymnastics or in CrossFit gymnastics, if you want to get to the games, um, because I don't know, Pamela is a former games athlete. You went two times, three times, three times. What years? Yeah, yeah. 2014, 15 and 17, 17. I missed 17. Yeah. Wow. I took a hiatus in 2016. <laughs> Are you going to do it again? I'll never say never, but right now I'm really enjoying my training for fun. Okay. Um, very cool. Uh, so what first, what is it like being there and what is that volume like, um, specifically on your hands and, and your soft tissue your muscle tissue, um, like during the competition, how brutal is that? Well, I think I was extremely prepared, um, because our sessions were usually two and a half hours and some days I would go back and do another 30, 40 minute session. Also being extremely flexible and mobile helps with recovery a ton. So I would say I wasn't really overly beat up from the games. I probably was more beat up from regionals as a younger athlete because I wasn't prepared for that volume back in the old days. Uh, is this pre 2014? Yeah. Yeah. Like 2011, 13, like, yeah, yeah, 2011, 13, 14, when I did regionals. The 2011 yeah. regionals? So, I, did you do CrossFit in like 2009? No, I joined halfway through 2010. So, six months into my me starting CrossFit was the first open. Open, okay. So, I remember I started the year before when there were sectionals, and that was like yeah. you could just kind of show up, and then you were in sectionals pretty much. Uh, and they were like, "There's going to be 155 pound clean and jerks," which I couldn't do at the time, so I was like, "I'm out. I can't do sectionals." But the next year, I went. I remember going to regionals, and the programming was insane. Like it was, yeah. uh, it was like I don't know who did it. I don't think there was like a centralized version of it at that time. Like I think every region kind of had their own person, and there. Uh, there would be workouts that were, you know, uh, do like a crazy long sled push, do a bunch of lunges and then do a bunch of wall balls back to back. And then the next workout would be like max out on an overhead squat or something. It was, it, and it was insane. Uh, I miss those days. It was so fun. They were good days. I'm so grateful. I was a part of CrossFit back then. So you weren't beat up. The recovery was fine. If people are training, you know, at this point, it's got to be four or five hours a day, but you feel like the recovery is fine. Like you didn't feel beat up. Yeah. I mean, I don't think five hours a day really smart every day um you know and i think that if you want to make the games you have to choose a very wise program that is good for your um ability and age group being a master's athlete you know the volume definitely does decrease as you age and it should as far as gymnastics go like what kind of volume do you think somebody needs to be able to do uh from let's say a pull-up standpoint, like how many regular pull-ups, chest to bar, uh, and bar muscle-ups does somebody need to be able to rep out, um, in big sets in order to get to that level? Um, are we talking about 
like Masters Games athletes or regular games athletes? Let's do both if you think you can talk about both, but definitely Masters, right? Let's start there because that's where y- you are and where you're, um, you know a lot about at this point. Yeah. So um, I don't really necessarily think that there's a golden number that is like, if you have 20 strict pull-ups, you're going to be a games athlete because the games, to get to the games, it tests everything. You have to be able to back squat heavy and you have to be able to do 10 bar muscle-ups, you know, in a row. So um, I would say you have to have a good amount, (laughs) but that varies for everybody. So I might be able to do 25 strict in a row and have made the games next to somebody that can only do 15 strict in a row, but they squat 50 pounds more than me. It's just that I may do better at one workout versus them at another. Is there a standards that you kind of have for yourself in a workout? Let's say the workout has 50 chest of bars programmed at the top of a chipper. Um, how are you approaching that for you? And then how many sets do you think somebody would need to be able to knock that out? Yes. Yeah, so I think that what makes a really good games athlete is understanding what they excel at and what they can catch up at or where they can catch up. So for me, I would excel in the body weight stuff. So for me to get ahead, if it goes right into front squats, I know that's going to slow me down. So I'm going to knock out enough large, super large sets where I can still get to the front squats and breathe (laughs) and be able to pick up the barbell right away. That's the key. People think like larger sets are necessarily amazingly better, but if you get off and you're smoked, then you're no good for the next, you know, uh, next piece of uh, equipment you're supposed to pick up. So um, I think I'm good at knowing my body and what it does well and where I can breathe and where I need rest. Um, so like I know handstand pushups for me are going to be an active rest. I can breathe through them. So I'm going to knock out a whole lot. You know, I'm going to come off. If it's not wall balls right after, then I won't need my arms. They don't have to be as fresh. So it's very personal. There's no right answer. Damn it. I keep looking for somebody to give me the magic number and it's not there. All right. Uh, this, I think this is an interesting recurring thing because it actually uh, is one thing that I think all good coaches, doctors, practitioners, whoever it is, says like there's not really a right answer, right? It depends. Uh, and so what do you think if somebody is at that level where they're, they are getting uh, from a capacity standpoint and a drive standpoint, they want to push for the games or sanctionals or whatever? Like what are some things, characteristics that they need to have in order to make that happen? Well, one, find a really good training partner group. I think that people can push you, pace you, teach you a lot about your strategy. Um, so hopefully you can find somebody to train with that is a little better than you or better at different things. Um, So that would be the first thing. Um, Also just mindset is huge too, especially for masters athletes. What is the real reason you're doing this? You know, we're not making money off the games. We're not getting big endorsements like the regular games athletes. So this should, while it's hard work, it should bring joy into your life. And 
I retired because I started dreading it. And I didn't want to feel yeah. that do you, way. Do you actively ever dread training? Now, very rarely. Very rarely. Like, there are days that I may be like, eh, I'd rather just do by the 95. And I'm okay with that. That's why I love not competing. I don't beat myself up over it. I'm like, no, I'm tired. I'm just going to keep moving. But once I'm there, I usually love it. My friends joke with me. They say like, when three, two, one go hits, they're like, you get this really intense look in your eyes. (laughs) And they're like, don't mess with you while you're working out, you know? But I think that also is my training just as a, you know, athlete my whole life too. Do you have any any ways that you kind of kept yourself driven when you didn't want to train when you were serious about competing? Yes, it was definitely the people around me. Um, the encouragement from my kids, seeing how proud they were of me was super important. Um, I always tell them how sweet their little notes were. Um, I remember I have it still like on my bulletin board. My son wrote a Happy Mother's Day card. And, you know, did an acronym of like strong and just like how much they noticed how much my dedication paid off and how it did make me happy. Um, So that and also um, my friends who I trained with. That's the thing you hear a lot, right? And it's like, it's really easy to quit when it's you by yourself or to not push yourself that hard. But when you got good people around you, like it's, it makes everything uh, easier on those hard days. So these good people turned into family and I'm so grateful for them. That's awesome. Are you still training with the same group? Um, A few of the same people, but the gym I trained at that I went to the games for three years uh, moved. So I joined a different gym, but I still talk to them all the time. And every once in a while we'll meet out for, you know, catching up or I'll travel down to their, their area and throw down a wad every once in a while. So do you, uh, in the gym setting you're in now, do you ever really open it up fully? Do you ever feel like you send it full, full on ever or find that desire to need to, to compete? Yeah, no, I'm pretty competitive. (laughs) I try not to be, but I don't like when the clock runs out and I'm like, oh, I kind of half-assed that. So when that clock starts running, I really do send it almost all the time. There are definitely days that I'm I'm like, oh. Do you have to, uh, do you kind of have to tamper that? Like, do you have to change how you like maybe work out or train as a master's athlete? So you don't want to send it every day. Like, so how do you kind of buffer that away? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, my gym follows mayhem. And so on Thursdays is like a pump session day that we do. So I'll take that day off. And on Sundays, I'll just bench. So if you follow programming that, um, allows you to relax on a few more on a few days and send it on a few days. It is good. You know, that's good programming. Okay, cool. I, uh, I find that the, it's not necessarily my body yet. Like as I'm a almost 40 year old master's athlete, uh, it's not my body that's giving up on me yet, but it's the will. Like when even five years ago, like I just had that, like every day I wanted to go in the gym and like hit it as hard as I possibly could. Now, it's like, oh, I don't really want to do thrusters like that today. Like, and yeah. 
does that happen to you or like, is it, if you're in the gym, you're no, I'm normal. I promise that happens to me. <laughs> you're like, are you human at all? Cause all the other answers were, but <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. That's good to know that. Uh, yeah. Yes. I also um, took a day off and swam this summer, like once a week. So I did have to get out of the gym in the summer a little bit to change up the monotony of it. Good. All right. Well, then the rest of us feel better now. The rest of us are on games, at least. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, any other things that you would tell a person that's like trying to get to that level, like trying to push to make a, a CrossFit Games? And I'm sure it transfers to other sports as well. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't obsess over the final product. I would spend a lot of time of what's the space between the A and B of where you're going. So the A is the start, the B is the games. So just each day, get in your car and say, okay, I did that really well. Today, I got better at this. Tomorrow, I'm going to work on this. So always give yourself something you did well, because if you're constantly beating yourself up, it's just going to turn into one big negative horrible experience and then it's not really worth the journey i like that that feels positive i uh i'm as you know i've been training for an ironman and i feel like that is like something that's kind of hard to do when you're only working on those three skills right especially if you only do one of those skills in a day uh it's really not fun like because you just end the session and you're like yeah i just sucked at biking today like and you just walk away feeling sucky so yep but there's something you did good in that training session. I know it. There probably was, but I needed to have a better attitude about it and, and look at it differently. So that's a uh, that's great. Um, all right, so you say you're not out forever. You may go back and compete again. Uh, you're looking super fit now. I feel like the opens around the corner. Could it happen? I have never felt better, to be honest. Um, my body's feeling amazing. I don't lift super heavy though now. So um, probably about my 80% when I was in the game, you know, it, training for the game. So my max lift is probably around that 80, 85%. But I'm okay with that. You know, if I don't make the game, if I go for the games one year and I don't make it, it's okay. You know, That's, I know so many kids here in Atlanta that, that, that are pushing, they're like trying really hard and I can't wait for them to hear that because that's the one thing I feel like they miss is like it's not it's it crushes their personality and soul so much to like miss those things where you're like you don't have to be like it's not you making the crossfit it's not who you are it doesn't define you yes I was just gonna say that like there's so much more you get out of that training than making the games like sports taught me so much about life, like how to work hard in business has translated from my gymnastics days, how to, um, you know, find self-confidence, um, how to perform in front of people. So you're, you're getting a lot more out of it. Oh, building a community. I mean, that's the hugest part, like being a part of something greater than you. And so, yes, it's not, yeah, it sucks. You put on all that hard work and you didn't make the games, but what else did you gain from it? Sit down and write out. You'll come up with probably way more than you think. Wise words. Wise, wise words, Pamela. That's awesome. Uh, I've lived many years. <laughs> I have lots of experience of, of what could work a little better. What is what? 
along those lines, so share some wisdom. What is uh, what is maybe a failure or something that you look back on when you're training at that level where you're like, God, that was so stupid. Why did I worry about that? Why did I care about that? At the CrossFit Games, there was a workout with 100 wall balls. I think it was 2014. And I shit the bed on it. The sun was in my eyes. I came up with every excuse of why I did not want to finish the 100 wall balls. And I've never really in my adult life cried over like a competition. And I got back into the tent after I finished that workout. And I literally just sobbed because I was so mad at myself. And now I look back and I'm like, why, why did that make me cry? You know, and I realized it was my attitude that I hated, you know, so I was crying about, I thought I was crying because I sucked at the workout. But when I reflected back, I was crying because my attitude sucked, not my output of what I did in the workout. So if I came out last, but I had a better attitude, I would have walked away with my head held high. So that's a huge lesson I take with me. Is it how long did it take you to realize it was your attitude post the workout? Like how many years? It was a while. It was me really being able to reflect back on what the games was for me all those years because I did get a, you do get wrapped up into like that being what your goal is. But ultimately, it's just the end result of everything I put into it, you know? So I, it was probably a good year after that I really, really could understand where, why I was so annoyed and sad or mad. Uh, I can't, I just can't imagine you crying like that. I mean, I, I can, but like, I can't imagine you crying over a workout because I just feel like you can be my well, asshole. I am actually a very emotional person. <laughs> I, I always like a good cry. Maybe like once a day, even. <laughs> Maybe that's the takeaway from this is we should all have a good cry once a day and that will uh, that helps us get better. Um, as far as performance plus goes, are there any programs that we have that you could kind of recommend that somebody who's uh, pushing for the games or on that level um, it looks at or tries out? Yeah, I love our gymnasty weekly programming. It's 60 minutes twice a week and we do have some higher level skills in there that are super fun that you might not see like... Um, ice cream makers and chin up pullovers um, stuff. That's, you know, sometimes a little bit more out of the realm. Um, also we have scaling options for those. Um, and I think our endurance programs are really good as well too. So handstand pushup endurance, ring endurance. We are working on bar muscle endurance, getting there eventually. Um, so that will be on the list. Um, and then even like our Murph training program will build strength because it's a lot of weighted body weight work too. Good for the games. There's lots of running in the games. Lots of running in the games. Lots of running in the games. Uh, it's actually the funniest. I think the thing that I like observe the most now is the people that spend time on it that work with Christian Shaw and they always the same way that you mentioned in the last episode, gymnastic skills transfer uh, over to the barbell. The running kind of engine development skills transfer over to many of the other domains, fitness domains at CrossFit. And the people that have them that can understand what a zone three heart rate pace is and how to hold themselves there and understand how that correlates to doing burpees over a hay bale do a lot better than people that don't have that capacity and knowledge set. So um, check our endurance stuff out too. It's all good for you. Um, Well, 
Anything else you want to add to this episode? No, I just hope people understand like it's really the journey um, that you should take the most out of it than getting to that final destination. Agreed. It's the it's never it's never the tip of the mountain that's great, right? It's all the hardships that you endured to get to the top that make it spill. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me again. Um, thank you guys for listening. And we will be back next time uh, to talk about... Uh, Zach and I are talking about mobility and why you should prioritize mobility and how you should do it. So look forward to that. <laughs>